Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Alliance. Supporting all 32 counties through the Alliance Leagues. A grain of rice, a, a, a grain of rice, is going to tip the scale. Just remember that, man. There's a small bit of a needle there. Now, come on, Mayo, you've got to get Andy Moran into the game. Our mission was to show... Our mission was to show... ...that we're no longer the whipping boys of Munster. Hello, folks, out in Podcast Land. I think that's how Dalo usually starts these, these shows. Um, no, no Dalo today, unfortunately. Um... Our brand new studio in Examiner Towers has been shut down for the moment. Um, so Larry Ryan, which you hear, I've, I've had to step out from behind the, the sound desk. I was probably getting away with press and record for too long there. Um, but anyway, look, obviously d- difficult times to, to record podcasts at the moment. Um, wouldn't make sense bringing, bringing Dalo down from Clare in, in these circumstances. But um, look, we're putting a show together for you anyway, a GA show. I'm not sure if it's an Allianz League show, but look, thanks to Allianz for their continued backing of the show but look in the vacuum of action we've we've got dr ed Collin for you today um now we've had a lot of correspondence from people over the last few days wondering what to what to do with teams and kids at home putting together training bits of training plans for them that kind of thing and um okay ed has, has, has been doing that stuff all his all his career he's a a skilled acquisition specialist to give me his official title. Um, and of course, he has vast experience uh, on GA touchlines up and down the country, though he spends most of his time now uh, coaching golfers from, from around the world. He lectures in sports science at CIT and at UCD. And look, we thank him for, for taking the time today because I know it's a busy time for lectures at the moment, repurposing all their material into online lectures. Um, I, so I met Ed earlier on today down in the, the Roadstone Park Hotel. We maintained a respectable social distance for the for the duration of the podcast and took all the the, the usual precautions um but um he had some fascinating stuff um on on what you know how people can can use uh, sports people can use this time as a an opportunity almost to to reset and to re-educate themselves and to maybe come back as a, as a better player as a better collective unit um at the end of it um, he also lists plenty of resources along the way that parents and coaches and, and athletes can turn to. And uh, as the day goes on, we'll, we'll pop all of those resources onto the the podcast notes for this show. So you can maybe put together something for, for whatever team that you're, you're involved in. Or if you're a player or a parent, some resources you might want to look into over the next weeks and months. All right, Ed, thanks for joining us. Have you ever experienced anything like this in terms of challenges for coaches and athletes and yeah, thanks. Uh, thanks for having me in, Larry. Uh, it is unprecedented. It's incredible. It's, it is, uh, I, it is the, the kind of strange thing where there are some small parallels, I suppose, because mm. um, not to the same scale, of course. But in a sport perspective, there are there are athletes all the time who who can't train because they may be they might be injured, or there's there's games called off all the time for things when all of a sudden we're kind of left twiddling our thumbs, in in a smaller capacity. Um, 
but uh, something on this scale, no, I don't think we, we've anyone has ever experienced something like this. Um, but look, I, I think as we're here today to talk about, it, there's plenty that people can be actually getting on with if if they kind of know where to look for. Yeah, like I mean, I think I, I, from reading your work in the Examiner, and uh, I might be slightly misquoting you here now, but uh, I think it's, it's it's like something you might say. I mean, a lot of people they almost don't have time to practice because they're too busy training, you know? Um, so maybe this is an opportunity to get a bit of practice done. No, that's that's spot on, in fact, I think. I think the one of the things that this time can do is, is an opportunity for people to have a, a good look at maybe their current behaviours, you know? It's an opportunity with with maybe even enough time to change behaviours. Um, and I think, you, I think you hit the nail on the head there. When we're in competition mode, weeks seem to just flow into each other and before mm. you know it you're either at the tail end of a of a competition and you're, you're wondering where did all that time go or you might even be out of a competition you're wondering where did it all go wrong this is a fantastic opportunity I think for people to engage in some reflective practice and to engage in you know having a look at the behaviours that have that they're currently engaged in and before this the, this this um, this break this um, compulsory break but also to kind of assess what are the behaviours that they'd like to leave behind when all, when this lifts yeah. and, and go forward with with a new behaviour and a better behaviour based on going through some you know some some reflecting? And I presume you've seen in your career over the years like players who've had either long layoffs through injury or even maybe suspension or whatever that have improved a particular aspect of their game over that period and Absolutely. come back a different player in many ways. Absolutely. Um, I think one of the encouraging things for, for people out there is to realise that in times like this, when you when you have time on your hands, it is really important to allot that time to Im- quality tasks. It's not about quantity right now. It's actually about quality. Yeah. And with good quality, you can have a significant impact on, on you know, processes that you mainly that you might normally maybe uh, ignore but now you have an opportunity to get kind of get better at them and as you said with the time that we're looking at here with the 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 potential time for the layoff there's real time on our uh, available to make some significant changes Mm. Um, and now a lot of that might be uh, psychological in that it might be about how thinking about how you do things it might be a little, you know people engaging in some kind of visualization programs of which there's great things online to, to guide people through that it might be people engaging in some kind of meditation there's some great apps out there for meditation you know there it might be things even from a, from a, the athlete's perspective improving things that get sidelined very often in in, in competition mode and in, in heavy training mode which is improve your mobility your flexibility yeah you don't need that much space to do this type of work and there are some fantastic resources online to guide people through through those type of um activities you know that don't read need a lot of space don't even need a lot of time but if you're able to do it on a daily basis and even twice a day it can have a, a, a significant impact on how the body feels yeah, I mean, you, you mentioned the psychological aspect there before. We, we, we'll get in now in, in, in a few minutes to the different things people can do. But I suppose we also should consider it's, it's obviously a very stressful time for a lot of people. And, and you know, young people are going to be going to be worried out there. They'll be they'll be um, going to be stressed over this. Um, it's, I suppose it's important as well not to load too much on people. You know, I see I, 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 we've had a mail from one parent uh, where... A young child has already got a, a long program to do, and he's a bit worried about it and all that kind of stuff, you know. So, I mean, it's important to consider the the feelings of the people involved as well, and not to load too much on them. Absolutely, absolutely. I, I, even in preparation for for today, 
from our kind of chats before and I, I kind of did a little do's, do's and don'ts, you know, a little do's and don'ts. Great, and yeah. one of those, it was actually just that idea. Don't, don't overdo things, you know, don't yeah. overdo things because you, you have time. We, we know, we know this is going to be for at least a couple of weeks and it may be, it may be longer and you, you do have time. And I think especially for young, young athletes, it's to remember that they're, that they're young. You yeah, know, totally. To, yeah, and and as you're saying, the the importance of the of the you know the seriousness of this situation cannot be ignored. Everyone needs to be really clear and very vigilant in following the guidelines that have been set down by the government and the HSC, and and so social distancing and hand washing and all that is is really important. But it does it does also mean that people can also just maybe take a breather as well let's say you know because yeah. our lives are pretty hectic at the moment and you know you're just saying that email from the parent kids lives are more hectic than ever before especially the kids who maybe are involved in uh, in 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 multiple sports with multiple teams it could be a lovely opportunity for them just to take a breather you know? exactly. yeah yeah, and, yeah yeah but even within that for, for athletes who are who are injured let's say you know and there's and there's always athletes somewhere in some capacity who are injured this is not an opportunity for you to overdo your rehab. The, the, the I was going to say that, yeah. Because, I mean, the, the nature of these guys, like, mm. they, they, they say, oh, this is an opportunity. I'm going to pack in as much as I can in here. There would be a danger of doing too much. There absolute, there's, al- there's always a danger of doing too much, even in, in good times. Yeah, so sure. So the, the, the concern I would see is that, that people do take stock, but also then just, just to take a breather, take a moment and realise, OK, I have two weeks. If, let's say I was injured, I still have two weeks to get my work done. Maybe I engage a little bit with the physio to now see, well, I actually have more time than normal. Is there anything additional without it being excessive that I can do? But it's also to to, to avoid binge yeah. anything. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. And again, that's the big thing. Yeah, we're, we're, we it's a natural experience at the moment, listen, isn't it? Yeah. And we binge yeah. activity, let's say, you know. Mm. It's 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 okay. It's tempting. To it's tempting to do it, isn't it? It's very tempting, and I'm assuming all the streaming websites and everything—they're probably coming up with fantastic offers right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and and as you say, you do see results as well. If you if you concentrate on a particular aspect of your your physique or your your um, mobility or, yeah. or performance, and there would be a temptation to maybe cram too much into a short period, then wouldn't Absolutely. there? Absolutely. And again, I I always say to I always say to people, think about what's sustainable. This is now not an opportunity to cram six weeks worth of work <laughs> into two weeks. Yeah, and yeah, then, of yeah. course, when the two weeks, uh, you know, maybe lifts, and if we're fortunate enough that it does lift in two weeks' time, great. But then all of a sudden, you're back to normality, and, and your body will probably be wondering, what's going on now? <laughs> why, yeah, yeah. Why, why aren't you, why isn't the stimulus there that, what, that was yeah, once yeah, there? Yeah, so, sure. so, so things that I would be suggesting to people, based on, you know, experience in the past of working with injured athletes at different times, is get, develop a routine. Something that actually that marks out the day nicely and um, that doesn't that isn't overloading the day or overloading the body or mind I- excessively um, and also make, make, make people realize that it's not a holiday. So t- they're, they're, the body will still crave certain elements of routine from their normal weekly thing. So to recognize that routine is probably a good thing. And then, as I said, see it as an opportunity because, you know, I, I, I certainly pre- speak from my own perspective. There's always behaviors, I'm sure, that I can improve on or, or develop further and stuff and see it as an opportunity for some behavior change. And behavior change, the essence of behavior change is something that is not forced. It's not rushed. It's something that is hopefully sustainable. So that's, that's all speaking to a good pace about mm. how you apply yourself to anything you're doing. Sure. 
maybe if we, if we maybe start from a coach's perspective in terms of uh, we've had a few emails in um i'm just looking here now one from um one from Lee Morale here um who i suppose he's wondering um he said if you could ask ed would you recommend going back to a pre-season type training at the moment as particularly with clubs as they look towards the, i suppose there's a bit of uncertainty a lot limerick have already cancelled club months probably other other counties will follow suit um there's a bit of uncertainty as to when these guys will ever be back mm. playing whether it'll be two weeks or two months or longer mm. would there be a temptation on a club basis to go to a sort of a pre-season type approach to your to your training or or to try and keep guys taking over who are who are already pretty fit at this stage yeah that's a great question that's a great question i i, I think if we if we look in the we can only go based on what the guidelines are right now which is mm. that it's it's a it's a two-week shutdown now so uh, we can't be thinking, oh, but it might be five and it might be seven. Yeah. It, it might not. We have to go with what, 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 what we hear. Now, if that changes, so be it, and you, we, we'll adapt accordingly. But for a, for a two-week perspective, I don't think it will be necessary to go right the way back to a, a pre-season yeah. thing, even though it is a great question because uh, no doubt people are thinking that way. I would be more, incur- I would be more likely to encourage people to engage in maintenance-type work. So... Like things I've things I've even written down here, turn your home for. And this is now again we're speaking to the athletes out there. We're speaking to mm. people who are maybe more high performing mindsets. Let's say yeah, sure. Turn very easily to just turn your house into a gym a little bit. You know, you don't need that much space. But there's all the body needs is resistance. The body just needs a stimulus to push against, and yeah. that's so. Be 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 that from a, a mobility perspective, um, with some stretching re- routines and regimes. Um, I, I know Mike Carroll uh, at uh, Fit for Golf on Twitter has made all his mobility routines freely available online now for for the for the coming weeks. Right. I will include and these links in oh in, yeah, in the podcast as well. You know, great, so great. yeah, we'll we'll, we'll make a note right. of these at the end and, of the show. The, the, another one was the, the the ready state, which actually speaks directly to what you're, the, that uh, Liam was speaking asking there the um kelly starrett and his crew at the ready state they are always looking at how athletes can stay ready basically right yeah so they they have programs on their website and on their on their twitter feed that that speaks to the different elements of where where athletes are at let's say because it is going to be there's going to be a lot of have a lot of people have to make personal decisions for themselves because we're all in a very different space people's you know the, the the space they may have at home. They might be living in an apartment, but don't so don't have stairs or so on and so forth. Let's say you know, yeah. or a back garden to be able to go out or whatever. So people will have to exercise some element of common sense, but also what's right for them in this situation. And I think where where coaches are concerned, I think the advent of WhatsApp now and all these kind of group chats can be a fantastic source of engagement. And I would always I'd be encouraging coaches and. The coaches be that the, the coaches who take care of the, the skills and the tactics of the team but also the coaches who engage with the physical side of the team to engage with the athletes ask them good questions you know po- post in a question say, okay guys throw in a video of your top five exercises you're going to do today yeah just to stimulate that kind of oh he's doing that oh i never even thought of that one you know yeah yeah, yeah exactly. and, and maybe and let us know the name of it and what are the kind of weird and wonderful names you have for your exercises and all this kind of thing or how have you adapted an exercise for the gym for something that you can do at home you know yeah yeah so but so that'll be something from a trainer's perspective from the coach's perspective i'd be encouraging them to engage with the players with their with their players in a way to think tactically because again they can't go out and start playing ball with people around the place from what i heard only recently club grounds and alleys and all this have been 
are closed gates may be open but insurance is an issue if they're actually advised not to be there yeah so totally they're not covered for for if, if you're on so grounds over the next couple of weeks so again that's not that's an opportunity for the coaches to again you know speak with their their performance analyst and say can you put up five clips of plays and ask the players to okay guys any anyone have any ideas how we could have stopped that goal or that score or how could we have ensured that this became a goal as a, instead of a pointer sure at least then it keeps people engaged for and again now we're speaking to the to to these type of athletes and coaches and trainers who are who are kind of high performance mindset let's say or or yeah. forward thinking mindsets let's say and it can know? be hard even even with the the program of league matches week on week to get enough of that stuff done absolutely um, or as as much as you'd like to get done absolutely and I think that's the other side of this then with the advent of ebooks and and Kindle and all these type mm. of things there's some unbelievable books that people could put in saying okay look as a group why don't we you know create a book club here's a really good short succinct book around a certain topic let's have a read off it over the next week and let's uh, we'll throw in some Q&A and every two days I'll throw in a question per chapter type of thing great yeah that's something yeah. that can happen mm. with the groups and even like uh, from a from a coach's perspective they can do that within their own backroom team you know like there's books Wade Gilbert has a great book coaching better every season it's so coach oriented you know and there's even tasks within that book that you could be thinking these are pa- pen and paper tasks that they could be doing in the meantime and working away on things like that you know the I, I think it, it as I said I see I see this time as an opportunity for people to still engage but just maybe in a, in a different with a different stimulus you know yeah. um, from a again from a sport and a performance perspective let's say yeah I mean we're t- look yeah we might stay with the high performance guys for, for the moment I mean is um is, is GPS part of it? C- c- could guys take away their GPS units and, and measure them remotely? Is that a thing that's done? Um, again, I, um, the most of the kind of team unit GPS are based around the being in, in close proximity to yeah, the radar to pick yeah, up. Yeah, I was wondering about but that. But yeah. there are a huge amount of uh, wrist wearables course. that they can just, again, the iPhone has them, the iWatch, there's Fitbits, there are yeah. Garmin do ones, there's there's loads, in fact. Um that you can just, you know, again, your your physical trainer, your S&C coach could say, look, try and get your heart rate up to about, you know, 80%, yeah. 75% of this. If you're making sure that you're not near anybody and so on and so forth. And in that, you can do some reps and sets of different types of, you know, again, movements and the like. And being able to then feed, back that, feed that back into the system. Say, okay, well, actually today I did the following and, and I did this for this length of time. Sure, and, sure. and again, like that, you're, 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 you're correct in saying... As far as these monitoring apps, a lot of teams are still in, are, are engaged in monitoring apps. The things like Stat Sports would have, Metrofit would have. Yeah. Um, there's the so so these are things that they will still engage engage with on a daily basis. What was your sleep quality like? What was your so on and so forth? Sure. It may change a little bit because they're not doing the level that they normally do, but it might just keep people involved and engaged. Let's say you know. Yeah, we're not encouraging all our club managers to turn into Big Brother now here. No, and no, uh, not, at <laughs> but, uh, not at all. But no, for the for the elite, for the elite teams, yeah. I mean, it's a reality, I suppose, that they will they well, will keep keep guys putting in a certain amount of load during this period. Well, but that's an interesting point that you made there now, even around the the managers. Let's say you know the managers, in from 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 my experience of speaking with managers over the years, they 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 crave more time. If I only had more time to this, if I only had more time to that, yeah. Well, you you have that time now, and I think one of the one of the best ways of utilizing this time is to engage in some kind of mentorship in some way, for, shape, form. Very easy. You reach out to someone who you'd have respect for, 
who who you feel would would be honest with you and just say look you may have seen some of our games this year you may have seen some of our training sessions maybe or something you know what i i'd love to you know grab some time over facetime sometime over the next week or so for you to just give me some open honest feedback and and there's there's a little model that we use even with our coach mentoring things that we would do from time to time is the cut bleed bandage method which is right to engage with someone and to, to be able to say up front, look, I'm going to, I'm going to cut you, which means this is going to hurt a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's okay, but we're doing this for all the right reasons. You're going to bleed out a bit because when you cut, you bleed, <laughs> but we're going to bandage together. Yeah. And, 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 and if people can, again, it's, it goes back to that kind of behavior change so opportunity are you, are you, here. You're talking from the manager's point of view that he gets a mentor to, to criticize what he's been Absolutely. doing, basically. And Absolutely. Say, but, yeah. and, and do it in a... In, in a space where there's psychological safety is a big term at the moment in high performance sport. Mm. Can we create an environment where people feel safe to be able to expose themselves to the errors that they make and also put themselves in front of someone who's, who's, who, who is going to cut them essentially yeah. and say, look, that, that's good, but... And, and yeah. for the but not to have this kind of... <gasps> big exhale, inhale moment of, oh, what's going to come now? But... <laughs> yeah. but, but uh, but actually have it in a way that, but, and for the person to be with open arms, to be thinking, okay, I'm, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to hearing what's coming next because I, I'm looking forward to the opportunity to work on it now while I can, let's say. That's a great point because um, Dalo, who's normally here on a Monday morning, yeah. um, made that point of, I don't know how long ago now, but um, when he was double manager to Gary Keegan, they had a, they had a little, a one-on-one right. -on -one with the manager or himself and maybe a couple of the others with Gary Keegan. Right. And he set him straight on a few things and he said the amount he took from that yeah. or whatever they had with him to bring to the back to the team was incredible. But and like it shocked him into think, thinking about things in a different way and yeah, all of this. Yeah. But, but Anthony Daly would be a classic case in himself. I've heard, you know, obviously his, his podcast over the, over the while and he speaks so often about when I used to do this and now it's very different now and <laughs> yeah. how I now coach compared to how I did coach. That's true, that's true. So that, that immediately tells you this is a person who... Maybe when he started out coaching from a, being a former player and a great and a legend and everyone, you know, to know how he maybe thinks, jeepers, what I, what I did then may not be actually what I would do now. And that type of engagement is what we're, we would always encourage managers to be like anyway. This is an opportunity to engage in some of that reflective practice yeah. and mentorship. And again, it is you don't want to get somebody who's going to come in and tell you're amazing. You know, yeah, like, yeah, sure. like I look most at of these I lads are well able to tell, tell themselves that already. Yeah, you know, yeah. but that's <laughs> but you look at some yeah. of the, you look at some of the management teams out there and stuff, and sometimes what it what it what it lacks is that 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 friction in the backroom team at yeah, times. Yeah, behind closed doors, by all means, but when it's and when they're in front of the players, it's a unified thing. But behind closed doors, they they need to have that friction to be able to say, oh no no, let let's argue this out so that when we go out with a united front. We are sure that this is actually what we want. Sure, say, yeah, know? yeah, yeah. And I think it is. It's a great opportunity. I know myself. I've gone. I've gone through it, and it's painful. And I have gone through it. I'm still going through it. I still engage with the mentors that I have that I I, I started with, and it is. It's a form of counselling, to be perfectly honest. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. You 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 work with the team for a period of time. It maybe doesn't work out the way you thought you did. You wanted it. You, you speak to people, they ask you some really hard questions and then you realise, jeepers, you know, maybe, maybe there was things I, I could have and should have done better and maybe that time when I was pointing the finger elsewhere, maybe I should have been pointing it back at myself. Mm. This is an opportunity to do something about that 
in season. It's an unbelievable opportunity. Yeah, true, true. Rather than wait until you're gone out of the setup, rather than wait until your, your, your time is up, this is a huge opportunity to do that. And there's, even from a manager's, a manager's perspective, there's, there's two, two books that, that, that stand out for me. There's one, The Power of Moments, okay, by the Heath Brothers. Really poignant way of actually identifying what, wh- wh- when there is a moment happening and how to magnify it for it to have a significant effect. Right. right. And, and, and you, do, you do hear, like, after every All-Ireland is won, the coach, the first thing that will be said in our in in the post match mm. press conference is that night back in yeah. <laughs> in February where we lost by twenty points to Westmeath or yes. whatever, um, that was a turning point or whatever. Yeah. So that's a be aware of those that's points along the way. Abs- and that's what this book is. Yeah. that's what this book. They they make you aware of these moments that actually can become significant and it's not and it's not just one moment maybe maybe actually there's in, in an environment where there's lots of players you can imagine across the across the four codes within the GA now the the ladies football the come over the hurling the, and the and the and the football you can imagine the amount of pushback coming from players nowadays yeah and the imagine the amount of creativity that even the players themselves are feeding into the environment i'd say there's, there could be loads of these moments just passing by without anyone taking notice of them, you know? Yeah, true, yeah. And, and the, another book then is the, the, the Culture Code by, by Daniel Call. He's the guy who originally wrote the Talent Code and he's after doing a really good book called The Culture Code. And again, these things, they're online, very easy, very easy reads. Yeah. You don't want to, like, you want this to be a period of time when someone maybe gets into this space of thinking, cheapers. I didn't realise there were such easy resources and easy ways because sometimes the writing, let's say, the academic papers, even things that I would do from a research perspective, they alienate people more than more it can often be than dense not. enough oh, to, to get into. Yeah, can be. Yeah, <laughs> we, but it is. It, yeah, it, it 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 may suit one industry, which might be academia, but it's not really serving the coaches and managers and players on the ground, and that's why some some really well written books and newspaper articles and magazine articles can actually capture people's imaginations way better than a very dense scientific article let's say sure you know? sure and I th- it's just an o- i think it's again it's 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 that opportunity for people to to take a an introspective look at themselves you know um almost i i, I kind of a phrase that um that kieran shannon brought to me and it, he didn't it, it's not his phrase but he said what got you here won't get you there and it's an yeah. opportunity to re- yeah. just to reflect on that yeah. just to reflect you know okay what got us here if we're in the league right now and we're, we're second from bottom or we're bottom or mid-table, well, is there something we can do when we come back to maybe improve the fact that we were in, the, we're in that position? Or, or even if we're at the top of the table, is there something that we can actually do? Could, could have been better? Have we gotten a few lucky escapes? And It's just a time for, it's mm. a time for that reflection. And in terms of time, I mean, John Kiley has mentioned a few times that um, one of the most time-consuming parts of the job is just talking one-on-one with the players and t- letting them know where they're at. Um, and he, I think he prides himself, in fairness, on actually making sure the players know where they stand in his setup. you know, so that if yeah. you are, you know, you're not making the match day squad, you know exactly why he thinks you're not quite there, you know. Yeah. And all of that, like, takes a lot of time in, in yeah. a manager. So, I mean, there's a chance now for guys to catch up with their players as well, Huge. isn't there? Absolutely, absolutely. And again, John Kelly would be a fantastic example. The manner in which... The, that team and the dynamic within Limerick currently has changed since he's gone in there. It's incredible, yeah. incredible. And they, again, a lot of that will come down to that 
that that work that they put into creating an environment around the players where it's again it's probably a safe environment where they're they're not afraid to fail they're not afraid to push they're not afraid to be challenged or to challenge back let's say but that takes time and you it can see that in the amount of, amount of tricks time. they're trying on the field these days. Like yeah. they're, they're all flicks. So they're, not, they're obviously not afraid to, <laughs> exactly. to mess but up but those. But yeah. But that's, that's the important thing. And as you said, like, they win in All-Ireland and the next year, granted, yeah, they, they, didn't, they didn't repeat it, the, the thing, but you saw elements of that team where the behaviours from the year that they won it were still there and were actually being even improved, you know? Yeah. This is a team for an age. This isn't, a, this isn't a flash of the pan team because of, again, how John Kylian and his team around him, Paul Knurk, these, these guys mm. who are engaging the players in a very stimulating way. Probably a lot of one-on-one work that's been happening. Probably a lot of genuine engagement, but also a lot of challenge back to the players, stimulating the players to think for themselves, let's mm. say. And I think, I think this is a time where you can really go after that even more. But it's also a time when that challenge to players can happen. S&C coaches you know sending in a program to players and say okay you tell me what you want to do because yeah. you have time now you tell me what, what, what's working a bit more in time and engagement it's trying to stimulate conversation and even for S&C coaches to direct players towards um, good resources themselves have a look a, 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 an S&C salt that is worth his or her salt her salt will an S&C coach who's worth his or her salt is, a, is an S&C coach who's not afraid of challenge Who's not afraid to say to the players, yeah. you know, have a look at this resource here and tell me what what, are you, what do you hear from that? What are you seeing from that webinar? What are you seeing from that 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 pod, what are you hearing from that podcast? And and have the players come back saying, you know, they're saying we should do this. What do you think of that? And for the SC coach to be like, yeah, yeah, well, let's talk about it. And because there's an it can't be dictatorship, you know. It, there's it an opportunity for the SNC coach as well in these weeks in so much as when it's collective training it's very hard to cater for the guy who needs something a little bit different isn't it absolutely absolutely and again it comes down to that individual individual space and, and i think even for snc coaches themselves i know have been in that space for for years you get caught up in the season it just <laughs> yeah. it's, it's over before you yeah. know it and you're recovery so and everything is yeah you're so locked into the needs of the athlete that you don't really take time to self-evaluate you don't take time to self-upskill and the cpd moments and again the online resources for that and i think we, as you said before we before we started the amount of resources online that are making their 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 work freely available for a month totally yeah because of covid19 has been huge it's a real community there's a great community spirit yeah i see kevin Wilkahi putting his his, mov- his movement stuff uh, online there Absolutely. in the last yeah, few days uh, the the and even the guy um, Rob Carroll, the uh, guy up the country, Rob Carroll. Uh, he's at the video anal- analyst. He's made all his resources for video analysts and courses free for 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 the next month. So yeah. there is there is there is a real there is a community reach. effort, isn't there? Yeah, it's a huge it's a huge effort. And we yeah. should say as well that as far as we are aware, the GA community are, are being very scrupulous in in adhering to the to the regulations and the guidelines that Absolutely. were put in place. You know, we don't it's interesting. I I think. To, to our credit as a, as a country, be it, you know, even though we don't have a government really per se at the <laughs> moment, the response has been fantastic. Of course, you're always going to have people, you know, you'll see pictures and videos of things that you think you'd prefer not to see people engaging in. But I think overall, in general, I think people have, have embraced the idea that, you know what, we're a small country. We, we should be able to 
you know, in, in embrace whatever measures that yeah. have been put on us quickly. And, and prob- probably as good a way as any getting the message out to young people of their responsibilities is via their their, their club managers and their the usual way they get communication yeah. from their yeah. team or whatever. You know? yeah. And again, that's uh, you hit the nail on the head there. That's where leadership is, is key, you know, yeah. that the managers and coaches should realise the, the role they actually can play here because our kids may not listen to uh, to <laughs> us as as, yeah. as as often but they listen to teachers you know what I mean they listen to their coaches in the training maybe sometimes a lot quicker and soon you know and sooner oh, totally, and more yeah. in depth than they made a, a parent kind of thing like you know so I think people need to it's, it's take stock job. of yeah. the, the the reach that they have in, in this time so what about uh, I, what about you mentioned do's and don'ts any don'ts for coaches um yeah, at the moment, I, I think for for coaches at the at the moment, they, it's to avoid and it, like we said earlier, it's to avoid overloading them with mm. content. You know, it's to pepper people with with stimulating content is more than more than anything else. Give them time to digest something. You, you could very 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 easily send them, um, you know, an excerpt from a book and say, have a read off this, and it might only be five six pages. Yeah. Have a read off this and come back in if you have any if you have any thoughts. Not here is ten books you should you know. <laughs> yeah. Again, we we, we over we over yeah, yeah. Again, so uh, coaches need to realize that the players that they're trying to reach out to are probably looking for something to stimulate them, but they also want it to be in some way that that they, that they can actually relate to it. Whereas if they send them too much, be like, I should I'll never get all of that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Whereas. You know, ease them into ease them into that that space. Let's Th- say that Cork that Cork artist uh, Will Sliney yeah. Belly Cotton is a great example of engaging kids over the last few days. In fairness, Brilliant. and by just giving them one little drawing to do each day, and my kids anyway are clamouring to start it every day um, yeah. since he started. You know, I think he's got thousands all around the world doing it Brilliant. now. Um, and it's it just so simple, I think. But whereas if he had said, "Look, I want you to do ten pictures today already they're getting a bit cheesed off you know so the simplicity of it kind of cut through didn't it yeah and and again it comes back to that idea this is a real time where you can ramp up the quality when maybe the 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 fall the fail safe might be to go after quantity and it's it, it is more about quality you talked at the start there about practice and the kind of things we do well the best type of practice is a, is a quality laden practice. It's not to be out there for hours on end and, you know, yeah. doing mindless stuff. It's actually to identify what do I need to work on and how can I devise something, a task that is really pertinent to what I need to work on and go after that intensively and intently. Mm. Well, you know what? I won't be able to do that for hours because I just cognitively I won't be able to engage in that. But it's, if I can do it for 40 minutes, that 40 minutes may be far greater use of my time than four or five hours of just mindless repetitive uh, actions let's say you know yeah, yeah same yeah. and the same should be applied in other in other spaces uh, i think for me from a coach's perspective or snc or a manager's perspective i think this is an opportunity where you can really identify how creative your players can be yeah how, how what kind of probing questions what kind of problems can you put across them in social media whatsapp groups and whatever else that can just fire them up. How would you how would you deal with this situation, lads? And it doesn't even need to be even sport related. Send them in scenarios, social yeah. scenarios, and stuff. Get them thinking. Get them thinking in a way that will you know challenge their problem solving skills, their figuring out skills, their decision making skills. These are all things that will keep people engaged. And and I think that's like my young fellas. My young fellas at home now. Before I left this morning, I was like, you know. 
if you want, uh, you know, you can put together a word search for me and I'll do it. And they were like, yeah, we'll do a word search for you. I have no idea what I'm going to go home to, but I do know it's excited them <laughs> to think of we're going to put together a word search for dad around yeah, yeah. whatever. What, it could be a, a Lego themed word search, whatever. But yeah. They're away now. They're they're busy because I've just. Co- it's only something small. Like I didn't give them ten things to do, I, and I only asked them. You know, they may have said no, but <laughs> who knows? Yeah, I mean the um, the lads on on our rugby podcast, uh, Duncan and Duncan mentioned um, a couple of weeks ago that uh, Razzie when he's when he came into Monster Force, I think they had a they had a they had a shocker somewhere, maybe Scarlet or somewhere, um, and uh, he sent them all. Um, a task to text him by the following morning as to why they were such a coward <laughs> during the game, which sounds a little bit harsh. But wow. I suppose, in terms of let's say setting players' tasks to yeah. think about stuff, yeah. it's an example. Maybe, maybe not the best example in terms of uh, yeah inspiring players, let's say. But then again, you know, there's yeah. there's tough love as well, I suppose. There is, but it, well, <laughs> it, it's an interesting one. I I was very fortunate while while Rassi was in Munster to spend some time down there um, for for a few days, just observing what they were doing and just kind of contributing things around a skill skill acquisition perspective. And I couldn't believe how open he was. I'd yeah. never met the man before in my life. Yeah. And yet, after even at, at the end of the first day, he was like, "Okay, tell me what did you see?" And I'm like, "I know, I think you know." And he was like, "Ed, if you know." You're welcome, but the reason you're here is for for you to tell us what we need to work on. Yeah, like there was no there was no consi- no pussy foot around. No, no, absolutely yeah, yeah, yeah. not, absolutely yeah. not. And he was, and he was just so open. And you even see some of his own posts recently yeah. since the World Cup on on Twitter. He's sending up little videos. There, be, because he's so genuine. Yes, it doesn't. I'm not too sure if it ever would come across as tough love because he's just genuinely asking for you to engage you know well the, the impression he, I got it, from it's all not these drama- it's not for dramatic relief let's say yes. you know yeah, he's yeah, actually yeah. genuinely looking to engage you as an individual but also then engage his coaches at that like really deep level why didn't this work or why did it work and is this something we can repeat and, and coward might have been slightly lost in translation or yeah, whatever course, there you know with the African but uh, and in fairness uh, the impression from all those guys is they would do anything for him you know yeah. they all loved him anyway Incredible. so uh, like it is and uh, again you can even see let's say the 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 uh, Jacques Nainaber who was his his mm. coach back back then uh, along with with um, Jerry and Felix the, the the key there was again engagement from the players I couldn't believe how many questions he asked of players before training with his charts on the wall with different things defensive systems and attacking fit systems but he was just there they were just a probe he wasn't coming with answers it was incredible how question led right their their entire environment was so they created a space of if you if if you get comfortable with being challenged here you're going to have no problem with any question you're asked yeah, and I think that's something. Again, that goes back to that idea of psychological safety. Rassi created an environment where people felt safe with him, be that to mess up, to do well, and you know, but also to to challenge and to push back. It's pretty obvious again where you can see the impact of what he's done well, <laughs> since he yeah. left, but also the people he brought with him. You know, yeah. it is interesting where the people he brought with him are also of that ilk of. Self-investment, self-reflection—you know, like Felix Jones. I, I, I saw, I read an article about him before, uh, shortly after he left uh, Monster, and it just 
screamed, jumped off the page that this was a guy who was aggressively and ambitiously going after himself. Yeah. <laughs> He's yeah. not pointing fingers at anyone else. He is yeah. trying to find out what's yeah. the best version of myself for now. And you know what? It's going to change next year and next year and next year. And I think, again, these are the kind of behaviours that we sometimes can lose sight of. We may have the ideas of them, but in season it gets kind of lost in the speed of the season and the, yeah. the noise and the... This is an opportunity to sit back and reflect and just be thinking, what what can I do better? Uh, I, look, there's there's the, the, you're, you're talking about podcasts there. There's Stuart Armstrong does the the Talent Equation podcast, and mm. it is incredible. As he said himself, it's it's not edited. It's just off the cuff. It's talking with coaches and 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 coach educators and people who've succeeded, but also people who failed and so on and so forth. And I think the one overriding thing you get from a lot of the talks on there is people the people who find themselves doing the jobs they love had to go through a lot of tough stuff to get to there, but they were prepared to go through the tough stuff. Yeah, you know? yeah, sure. They, they look back fondly on the times when they failed because it encouraged them to maybe have a closer look at themselves, you know? And I think that's, that seems to be an overarching theme about guests he has and other people have in their podcasts, which is, you know, if I had my time again, I would, I would do it. And then all of a sudden you come across people and say, well, actually, during my time, I'm making time to, you know. And yeah. it's something, it's something uh, again, in, in, in context of today, a fantastic task that uh, uh, coaches can do, but especially players can do, is write a letter to your pre-COVID-19 self, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Sit down and jot a letter to yourself and be like, okay, this is, this is what I'd like, because we've seen Kobe Bryant, who, who, who we lost earlier this year, and, and many other world-class athletes who write a, uh, write a letter to their former self after they've retired to about the things that they should do. Well, you know, write a letter to yourself now. Sit down and pen it. No one's ever going to see it. Write yeah. a letter to yourself about the things you'd like to do better when you come back, that you'd like to, that you'd like to have learned from in this time off. It can be a very powerful thing to do as a coach I've done it and it's it's stark when you, when I go back and I open up sometimes I'm like <laughs> wow I I, like, I, I I as I said previously I find myself thinking I need to write some letters to former people I've worked with to say <laughs> I'm, pretty, I'm sorry for what I put you through because you know what, what I what I was doing back then I'm not too sure I would do now and you know yeah, yeah, yeah. forgive me <laughs> Well, anyway, I think Munster won the next 20 matches after the last text. But, uh, that, that's what the lads tell me anyway. So, yeah, that, that's the narrative that we've established. That's good, yeah. Um, but, um, so, look, w- w- one, another, another um, male, John Crowley in Killarney, um, just looking for, for help for individual training for underage players, under 8 to under 16. Is there, look, he says, I, I can't think of Anthony that doesn't involve just kicking the ball off a wall. Um, we'd love to hear ideas. And that's funny when I I often say to the to the girls down the training um, in Douglas that um, I'm involved with um, you know I'll kick the ball off the wall for a while during the week, but yeah. some of them say, look, I don't have a wall to kick it off, you know. So yeah, I mean, yeah, it's yeah. it's uh, yeah. I think I think for for kids of that age, and a great question because I think there's everybody can relate to a question like that mm. because we are either volunteer coaches like you and I are with our local clubs and mm. the like, you know, or we've kids ourselves or we've people that we know, you know what I mean, that are, are involved and they're asking us about what to do. And I think the big thing for me is about movement. You know, we all, we yeah. hear a lot about these fundamental movement skills and the like. Our kids nowadays, 
are not as movement oriented as the kids of yesteryear. Mm. And I think there are it, this is an opportunity to have them move, you know, set, set up a, you know, it, 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 like the home is an unbelievable resource for movement if we allow it to be. If we can kind of get away from our our nanny state <laughs> feeling <laughs> and safety, home, you yeah, know, yeah, 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 yeah. like I, l- l- we, I, I'm reminded of a scene in in, in Lethal Weapon when uh, when Mel Gibson is comparing scars with one of the the co-stars, uh, the, you know, <laughs> when they're comparing scars. We don't we don't have as many scars nowadays, our kids. Let's say, you know, we don't have as many mm. bumps and bruises. It's all right to have bumps and bruises, and, th- and one of the things that like I'd have the boys at home having a race. Having a race on your hands and feet, going downstairs. Down the stairs. Down the stairs on your hands and feet. Yeah. Um, it's hilarious. And do they fumble and rumble and tumble? And head first? They do. Yeah. F- head, <laughs> hands first. Hands first going oh, yeah, downstairs. Hands first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So your head is first, yeah. And then go back up the stairs backwards with feet first. <laughs> hands, and knee, ha- hands and feet up the stairs with your feet first. Why, wh- why not? Because you know what? We probably, we, I'm 46. I probably would have done those things. I probably did those things oh, yeah. out climbing trees. And uh, there's, pic- there's pictures of me in our garden at the top of a tree, <laughs> at the top <laughs> of a tree with my, f- with my mate hitting a slitter up at me. And I'm to try and catch it. Oh, yeah. That's, that's recommended in all the, uh, the health and safety guys. <laughs> but that's the thing, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, I know what you mean, yeah. I mean, my lad has is, is invented some kind of a springboard off the, off the, the armchair <laughs> that involves a kind of a somersault <laughs> before he gets onto the couch. <laughs> and I, I'm sort of trying to, I'm wondering whether I should kind of tell him to stop or whether, you know, look, it's, it's, it's. They're, look, they're going to have a bumps and bruises yeah. and bangs and all that. And, and again, of course, with a nod, a tip of the hat to health and safety, but also let, let them be kids too, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and again, you're talking about, you're talking about re- resources. There are unbelievable resources. Yeah. I, I coach kids. Unbelievable resource for, for parents to work with their kids. What's uh, the, where, where would you find that one? So uh, again, iCoachKids.eu, I, co- I think it yeah, is. Yeah, grand. Uh, we'll, we'll Boing we'll Kids, B-O-I-N-G, Boing Kids. Unbelievable resource for kids and games. There's also people that you keep youngsters involved who are sp- focused more on adolescent kids. Yeah. What th- so that group can keep youngsters involved. They're based out of the University of Limerick. But on top of that, then there's key people like uh, Gordon McClelland. He he runs a, a a program called Working with Parents in Sport. He's on Twitter at underscore WWPIS. He has an unbelievable amount of resources for parents about how to engage with their kids. You know, yeah. and there's another guy, Richard Shorter. He's got he's at non perfect dad again. Loads of ideas to actually engage your kids in ways that the kids want to engage you know yeah. it's speaking the kids language to them and actually with, with that in mind i'm reminded of a couple of books that that were sent to me and i i, I remember <laughs> I, I never quite know uh, why what wh- what they saw that they felt they need to send them to me but a couple of books there was um and i wrote them down there's calm parents calm parents happy kids was <laughs> one and then the same yeah. by the same author laura markham calm parents happy siblings and again, some really useful things for coaches. Like they're coaching books for me, yeah. Because I'm a parent, but I'm I'm trying to coach them too. Not really in sport, but just kind of life stuff, you know. Yeah. And, and it's p- and amazing parent- how simple. Like these are people who are experts in their area. I like again. You don't get any training to be a parent, you no, know. No. And yet there are people out there who actually it is their expertise because they've looked at 
parent kids interaction and behavior and stuff you know and there's there's one other absolute classic how to talk so kids will listen and listen so kids will talk what a book like again very easily to read but again for me that's a coaching book i yeah. learned more from that those those three books are supposed to be targeted at parents and yet i learn more about coaching from those books than most coaching books that's a great point isn't it because you can you, we all know the coach like who somehow is able to get him to listen immediately when, <laughs> when he walks into a room of 25 Incredible. kids and it's not easy it's and and you've, you've hit the nail on the head there again because that is the, laura markham's books and her re- she is a, a website um aha parenting i think it is they're so simple you read them and you're thinking and that's why she calls it aha parenting. You're yeah. reading and you're thinking, oh my, that is so straightforward. <laughs> yeah, How have yeah, I yeah. never, like, I'm a parent, I have yeah. an 11-year-old and a 7-year-old. How have I never thought of that kind of thing? Yeah. But yeah, here's yeah. someone whose entire life is devoted to helping parents connect. Well, what do we try and do as coaches? Connect with our players. So it's, it's again, the, the again, it, we're, we're saying it a lot, but it, it's important to repeat it. This is an opportunity to find resources that you may not normally have the time to find. Yeah. And... To, to take you away from Netflix and Amazon Prime and, and totally, the Disney yeah. streaming device and the box sets. And, and parents are having to turn into teachers for these couple of weeks anyway because they've got a list of homework to be done for the next next few weeks. So you, know, you might as well bolt on a bit of PE onto your, into but your, so tr- your but day. But again, that's those fundamental, fundamental, fi- like, uh, as I said, you know, find, find a way, find, fo- find four different ways to go from downstairs to upstairs. Yeah, <laughs> I like that, yeah. You know? Find, go out, go out in the gar- go out, go outside in the garden and try and find, you know, try and find three different things in the garden that you could eat, you know. <laughs> or wh- my struggle in our garden for that one, yeah. But, uh. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just saying, we, yeah. our kids, I know my two, they are ripe for stimulation right now. They're just, <laughs> yeah, oh, definitely. Because yeah. again, I think what people need to remember is. They will be in school right now in a very ordered, structured, routine day. They yeah. work for a few hours. They get a morning break. They work for a few hours. They get a lunch break. They work for a couple of hours. They go home. They do their homework. So they're in a behavioral pattern as it is. It, they, they, they won't bite back too much if they feel, oh, actually, I'm, I'm, doing, I'm doing something, let's say. you know. That's true. And whereas and if, they, you, if you do leave it a week and a half or two weeks, they do get into oh, a, a different routine. Cabin entirely. fever kicks yeah. in and all of a sudden they forget about. And yeah, it's not. Yeah, yeah. And I'm not a huge, again, like people who know me, I'm not a huge fan of overstructure because I love chaos. I love because I think so much happens in chaos. But so, so try and create a little bit of controlled chaos. Yeah. For the next yeah, couple yeah, of weeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, like, like that email said from, from Killarney, Go, go to the resources from the from, from the experts who spent their career on trying to help kids move and help kids develop their skills. Let's say you know, um, because there are there's great ways to do it. There's great and and kids look. I find them so creative if we can get out of their way. <laughs> very yeah, often. Yeah, yeah. brilliant. The um, so is there anything else on your list there? I know the the the, the rest of the questions we have are more or less along those lines. Yeah. What do I do with my under eights or what do I do with my under yeah. under tens? You know, um, but yeah. uh, if there's anything there that I haven't covered that you have in your in fairness, you've an exhaustive list there. Of, uh, well, as you say, look, we can put we we'll put them all out. We, we will. We we'll put them out at, at the end of the podcast. Just let let people know. I think from a, from a player's perspective, I think because the there's way more players than there are coaches. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Yeah. So from a, and especially if we if we go back to that kind of high performing athlete or even less not not the the guys out there who love their sport and love to stay engaged, the 
the, the thing I would, the, the big part of this for me would be to engage in some if-then scenarios. If, if this happens, then I'm going to do this. These, yeah. are things, these are pen and paper tasks that they can do. Take 15 minutes, take out a piece of paper, get out your pen and if-then scenarios around the sport that you do, you know, to create some kind of, uh, uh, some positive narratives around how you engage with your sport. This idea about uh, reflective, practi- reflective practice, how many people out there actually journal their training, journal their, their practice, journal their competition? Well, if you don't, ideal time to start now. Yeah. And even just, and you can, you can start with just a, a, couple of, a couple of lines to sum up where you are so far this season. And then just each day, just jot it down. What I'd, and, and, it, and it goes into its own little reflective cycle. What did I do today? Did I do it well? And if I'm going to do it tomorrow, how, what, what will I improve? Simple as that, a little cycle of reflection to kind of keep people ticking over. Uh, I do like the idea about writing a letter to your former self, mm. you know, your pre-COVID-19 <laughs> self, yeah. because we do have time. It would be, I think managers and coaches would notice if a person came back with an improved behavior, an improved mindset, an improved approach. Improved um, left foot, maybe. An improved <laughs> left foot, maybe, yeah, yeah. And again, that's, that's, a, that's a nice one, you know. D- 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 try a new skill. G- go online and try and find out how to, do a t- uh, how to do a three ball juggle, you know. Yeah. There's loads of little tasks that will challenge you m- uh, with a kind of motor, in, in a motor way, but also in a perceptual way and mm-hmm. keep the mind and body moving. And I, oh, Something I did a couple of years ago, which I never thought I would ever do, was... Um, teach myself how to solve a Rubik's Cube. Always, yeah. always thought, oh, that's not me. I'm yeah. just not that way of a kind of thinking. <laughs> yeah. And I found this unbelievable tutorial on YouTube. I, bought, I went out and bought a, a Rubik's Cube, I don't know, a couple of quid, and I that's started engaging in it. I was tackling the kids one there a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> I, I could do it when I was 12. But I, I, oh, I, right. I, see, I, I could never do it. I, I never yeah. had the, I never had the patience to stick with it. And I, I'd convinced myself, classic self-fulfilling prophecy, yeah. I'm just not that type of a kid. I can't do it now though. I can't. And I'm well, going to have to go back. I, yeah, yeah. I, I've, I've since <laughs> figured out that, uh, you know, I, I can Fair now play. solve a Rubik's Cube, which, I'm not too sure it's going to add any. It's not going on my CV or anything, but uh, <laughs> but it's one of those things. It makes yeah. you realise that you, know, you can teach an old dog new tricks, and that's all. It's it's good to still engage in those type of things. Let's say, and some good, you know, we talk about books, easy books to read for athletes. The Pressure Principle by Dave Allred. Yeah, really of course. Good yeah. book around what, just challenging how you practice. Are you really practicing the right stuff? Or you're kind of giving yourself a little bit of a, an, an out, you know. Yeah. The, the Talent Code by Daniel Coyle, again, the guy who wrote the, the Culture Code that we were speaking to for, for managers and coaches. The Talent Code is a great book on little things to just to check in on. Think of yourself, how you practice while you're reading that book and it might make, make you realise, actually, I could do a lot better in my practice. The quality of my practice is probably not to the where it can be and some little adjustments and, and again, his book is it's well referenced and well cited by good you know sports science research and the like. And you know, I suppose the the and then uh, fi- finally, I suppose from a podcast on top of the ones that, that that you guys put out there, there's the Sports Psych podcast by Dan Abrams. He gets applied practitioners on that show, people who are currently yeah. working with athletes from right across the sports spectrum. And he speaks to them directly about, well, what do you do in that situation? And when athletes are at, come up with this kind of thing. So, so athletes, when they listen to that podcast and coaches, 
they're hearing things that they can relate to very quickly and I think that's a, that's a sign of a good podcast oh, totally yeah so look how how, how um, just to wrap up and look you've been great with your time and we, we appreciate it um how is how is will it affect you? A lot of your work now at the moment is in golf. Um, yeah, it is away from, away from <laughs> GA. Last, last last few years, I seem to be more more in the golf space than anything else. It's interesting because all the tours now are on a are, are on a, a downtime. Mm. So, um, ironically, golf appears to be the sport that people are saying get get out and have a game of golf. You're outside. Yeah, it's very easy to maintain social distance. Um, even even there, I've heard now golf courses uh, local to us have removed the the flags from all the the pins, removed the flags from the putting green, the practice areas, to reduce any likelihood. And if you're going to take the ball out of the hole, take it out with your glove. So my work probably won't in that regard won't stop because I've, uh, everyone's off the tour, and we'll kind of set up some some good matches and some good practice environments for 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 the guys to engage in. And as we said, even in a WhatsApp group yesterday to, uh, amongst us, so long as we're vigilant to to abide by the, the 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 guidelines from the HSE and the government, we we will you know we'll continue and mm. we'll continue to to work. Let's say you know, um, and I think that's that that is the thing. Even at yesterday now on the on the golf course, we could see there was people, and it's great to see people actually, you know, abiding by the rules. Let's say because the rules have changed for the next few weeks. You could see people walking down the fairway, and they were they were walking quite a distance apart yeah. from each other. You know. Yeah. Um, and as I said, the flags were removed and stuff. And it is, it's, it, I think as so long as people follow the guidelines, hmm. I think, you know, as a country, and I, th- I suppose globally, I think that's all we can do. Listen to the experts and follow the guidelines and don't do anything stupid, let's say, you know. Yeah, and obviously a, a worrying time for a lot of those golfers because um, oh. a lot of those lads are really relying on... on, on yeah. And the next paycheck for their livelihoods, Absolutely. aren't they? And, it, and it's uh, fair play because it's, it, it's for mentioning it because it is it's it's a tough time for a lot of people. It is mm. their their livelihoods are at stake, especially when you consider the you know the European tour, the Challenge tour. Uh, they're the two main tours in this side of the, the this this part of the world. They've already lost events. Their sponsors have mm. pulled out and the like. And I think you know I think the the players are in for for a tough time. And I think again. To their to their own respective coaches and and family members and stuff, it's it's a time to realise that these people they're going to experience a lot of challenges. Let's say you know, and it's uh, the 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 um, it, it's going to touch a lot of people. This, if not everybody, let's say you know. Yeah. Uh, but when you when you speak to it like that, the 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 livelihoods of these athletes is, is significantly being impacted right now. You know, so it's interesting times. Let's say. Yeah, well, brilliant. Ed. Listen, really appreciate That's your, your time today. Thanks very much. Pleasure. So our thanks to Ed for that, for taking his time. Tune in again tomorrow where we'll have a chat with um, Cork legend and Cork coach, Jerk Cunningham, um, just to see how the Cork hurlers are coping in this uh, shutdown. Until then, stay safe. Alliance. Supporting all 32 counties through the Alliance Leagues. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.